We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 156. Uh, on this episode, we'll talk about a few news items, cover recent episodes of Last Resort, Nashville, The Walking Dead, Dexter, Homeland, Castle, Happy Endings, and Don't Trust the, Bee in a, the Bitch in Apartment 23, with a little reality because there wasn't a lot that I watched this week. You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 156. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week we have joining us... Kyle Nolan from NoReruns.net. Did you forget for a second? From NoReruns.net. We're good. Um, welcome back. Yeah, he was trying to figure out whether he was going to go with his full every site that he that he has or just... Uh, yeah, I usually only have to do those when Carla's on yeah. because she. I have to compete with her 12 credits. Right. Well, yeah, right. and, and now she's added Buddy TV to the, to the list, so... Gotta love it. Um, so wait, let me ask you this. Tell me what you told EFB. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for those of you that heard the opening to last I week's podcast. The week's podcast, EFB, uh, he said Eric freaking Malfoy. <laughs> and I'm wondering how we got from me loving EFB to him saying EFB on um, the podcast. So what exactly, uh, um, how, did I get bashed in how, this in any way? How did how did I ask for, the, yeah. for him to say that? Yeah. Um, well, basically, I was I was going through the around during the dinner uh, portion of the the sci fi digital press tour and uh, asking uh, each of the cast members that were there from Haven and and Being Human if they would if they would do it. And when I got to uh, Eric Balfour, I asked him if he would you know record an opening bumper for our podcast, and uh, he recorded a regular one. And then after that, I said, "Could I get you to record a second one?" Oh my God! <laughs> I said, "My co-host uh, Amory from MyTakeOnTV.com is is a huge fan, and uh, she loves you. And every time your name comes up on the podcast, she says, I love Eric freaking Balfour.' Oh God! <laughs> so would you record one where you introduce yourself as Eric freaking Balfour?" And he goes, "He said, sure." So. Oh my God! I, I turned the recorder back on and recorded another one. I love Eric freaking Balfour. He's such a good sport. Anyway, so that's a little thank you. That was awesome. Um, so I'm going into news. We have some news, some pickups for full season, some renewals. ABC has picked up the Neighbors and Scandal for the rest of the season, which I didn't even realize Scandal didn't get a full season, but I'm excited about it because I really like that show. I don't care about anybody else. Um, I think Neighbors gets better every week. I totally agree with you. I think it's hilarious. The Halloween ha- lean episode. Oh, the the uh, what Dick, Dick Butkus and his Halloween costume as uh, the mother there was oh, just hilarious. And the uh, ex- Japanese lady boy or whatever exotic lady boy. Um, once again, that is not a compliment. Oh my god! I just think that if people give it a chance, which they're not going to. Even though apparently it's doing okay because it got the back nine. <sighs> I really enjoy the show and I'm really glad it gets a full season. Yeah, I have to say, uh, I think, well, partially, for on the, on the low end of shows, 
uh, of things that you thought might get canceled or whatever from you know watching the, all the pilots before the fall season began. I have to say, I think my uh, my picker's broken for like what the because I thought for sure that that show would get would get canceled would be close to being one of the first ones canceled, and then the show that got canceled first, Made in Jersey. Not that I didn't think it was terrible and should be probably canceled early. I thought it would actually somehow do better because of on CBS that it fit the model so well, even though it was terrible. And so on the low end of shows that I picked to like not, (laughs) I was totally wrong on those. Yeah. I thought for sure the mob doctor would be gone, but they're like sending out releases and upcoming episodes for review I'm just like, yeah. I just got. How is that show still on? I just got the the little heart stress toy. I thought the I thought it was very cute that it was like human organs or whatever. Like I thought that was funny. But and actually, I'm sending somebody a birthday present in that box. So I hope that he doesn't get scared um, because I couldn't get the sticker <laughs> off. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I thought for sure the mob doctor would be gone. Um, but apparently not. Well, I mean, it probably will be, but not right now. AMC has renewed Hell on Wheels for a third season, which I really should watch. Because I really do like Anson Mount, like, a whole lot. I like the first season. I just had way too much, so I stopped watching the second season. But I'll catch it on Blu-ray whenever it comes out. Now that there's, like, three seasons, I feel like it's a good time for me to actually get caught up and be ready for season three. But who knows? I say that now. I also said I would get caught up on Fringe. I never did. So, I make promises I can't keep. <laughs> um, and, oh, so, my next, the, our next news item kind of goes in hand, hand, hand. Not hand in hand, really. But there's a news item not really written here that we all are, we want to kind of talk about a little bit. Um, okay, so, Disney bought Lucasfilm, right? So, this is huge news for $4 billion. And then talk of a new Star Wars movie in 2015, which is great. There's also been like stories about how they want to try and do a live action Star Wars TV show, all this stuff. And now everybody's all like, let's get all the Star Wars characters on Once Upon a Time, which is great. So combine that news with the news that NBC has announced the return of Community, among other things, which I'll cover in a second. Twitter was just not for me today. I could not care less about Twitter today because I don't care about Star Wars and I really don't care about community. And every other person was talking about one, the other, or both. But anyway. Sounds like a good morning to sleep through like I did. It was a good day to have no power. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they should have done that yesterday when you when you couldn't see all these tweets. <laughs> should, yeah, they should have realized that Avery couldn't see what was happening until about 2 o'clock today. Then, then everybody could have gotten it out of their system and I wouldn't be so... Um, been out of shape. But anyway, um, community, okay, NBC announced their mid-seasons, kind of. I mean, they announced some things. It looks like they're not changing Wednesday, but I'm pretty sure they're going to change Wednesday because Guys With Kids is not going to make it. Um, But anyway, here are just the highlights. I'm not going to go through a whole thing. Most importantly, this isn't in their write-up, but Parenthood ends in January, which, how many episodes did they get? I think 18 Okay, so they'll end in January, which is sad because it's been amazing this season. They're actually getting great ratings this season. So Parenthood leaving us in January for the season. New drama Deception, which was formerly infamous, which is formerly notorious, 
uh, will premiere on January 7th. It's Megan Good and a bunch of other people. She kind of was the housekeeper's daughter or something, and she moves in when someone dies. I actually really like the name Deception because it it's now totally a play on how well Revenge did. Because, oh, absolutely. Because they've now gotten the perfect name because – Really, this one isn't about revenge, but it is a, a lot about deception, but very similar to how revenge is uh, yeah. set up. A very so perfect. They finally they finally hit upon the perfect title. So that's going to come back. That's going to start on January seventh. What day of the week is the seventh? Is that a Monday? That's the Monday. Okay. New comedy sixteen hundred pen starts on January tenth, which I love Josh Gad, but I didn't love. This pilot, maybe I'll like it as the episodes go on. I liked it, but didn't love it either. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm not even at, like, I'm not on the I didn't hate it level. Like, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, So that starts on January 10th. I'm pretty sure I watched it, but I don't even remember it. So that puts you, (laughs) I guess, (laughs) that puts me somewhere in the middle, I guess. Um, and the new relationship series, Ready for Love, from Eva Longoria, starts March 31st. I have no idea what that's about. I didn't read the release that I got sent. Let me see. An innovative and dramatic new relationship show about making real connections. Whatever. Um, returns. Anticipated returns. The Voice begins cycle four, March 25th. I love that it's the anticipated return dates is yes. what they published. <laughs> They're yes. still not quite sure yet. Uh, the season's newest hit, Revolution, returns March 25th. So when does Revolution leave the air? November? I'm yeah. assuming it's November or December, which is ridiculous. If it's this big hit, why are you putting a four-month hiatus in there and like basically killing it? Of the event and everything else that always has been killed, but there's a big... I think it will end probably the end of November, because I don't, I don't know what, what episode are they on now. Because um, it started like a couple weeks earlier than everything else. So, I mean, they're already farther along. So to get through their 12 episodes, I think will be right towards the end of November or, or you know, maybe the first week of December. So, yeah, that'll be a really long, a really long hiatus. I, I, I sort of understand them keeping the same thing and, and waiting till the voice comes back to and since revolution has done so well paired with the voice but i really thought that when the voice came back they might pair it again with smash just because of the musical aspect but smash which i completely forgot was even a show and because smash is uh you know a mid-season only has so many episodes so i thought they would it might be something that would come back later it's kind of weird where they have like parenthood running through through a shortened season but then their one hit, their one really new hit, they're putting one of those giant gaps between the middle of the season and the end of the season. That'll be interesting to see how that does. I don't think it'll do well, uh, but we'll see. The Biggest Loser returns on ways in January 6th and 7th with the return of Jillian Michaels, who made a big deal about leaving and is now making a big deal about coming back. Um, Smash. Dance, these are so dumb. Smash dances back to the schedule February 5th with Oscar winner Jennifer <laughs> Hudson. Uh, nothing fancy for Community. Community returns February 7th to the uh, Thursday at 8 slot. The Celebrity Apprentice debuts March 3rd. And the show I know you're all most missing most of all, Betty White's Off Their Rockers, comes back on January 8th. 
Never watched it. Never seen it, but I do have a friend who's a director on it, so I, I don't watch it, but I should watch it to support him, but I don't. So that's that's NBC's new mid-season schedule. No word about Hannibal uh, or Save Me, which actually was my favorite NBC comedy pilot with Anne Heche. Uh, but I'm sure they'll fill in when like Chicago Fire is evident, you know, inevitably pulled. Uh, Guides of Kids, when that's pulled, they'll fill in. Was um, Do No Harm one of theirs too? Oh, and Do No Harm yeah, still needs. That was one of my favorite ones that was theirs. So yeah, that, that was... one was definitely one that at the end of it, I was like, I want to see more of this. Exactly. I keep forgetting about it, and then I'm like, oh, and it shoots in Philadelphia. Yeah, the the Anne Heche one was really good. Like for for a pilot, I was like, it sounded like an odd show, but it it turned out that yeah. at least the first episode was very was very funny. But I have this weird feeling that like it being like my favorite NBC comedy, that it'll it'll get the like just a few episodes toward the end of the season burn off really quick for some reason, and nobody will watch it. Much like last season with my, yeah. <laughs> it's like somehow NBC takes their their best comedies. And, uh, and screws them over, <laughs> for lack of a better. And, and then keep, but keeps giving all these other shows a chance. Like, holy cow! Up all night is not only getting it got revamped to get a second season, and now it's not even it's getting totally revamped from a single camera comedy to a multi camera comedy. Yeah. At one point, do you just call it dead? Yeah. <laughs> and just walk oh my away? god, I forgot about Up All Night and that announcement. Everybody was just like. Like they're gonna finish out the run of the twelve episodes or whatever that, and then it's gonna take a hiatus and it's gonna come back towards the end of the season with five episodes in a completely new format. It's so weird. And and I'm like, who is going to like all of a sudden go? I've never watched up all night through, you know, the twenty something episodes that's aired. Uh, but I heard that they've changed the format once again. I'm going to try it out. Yeah. Format is <laughs> but, not going to help. Them. For five episodes, they're probably spending a fortune to build sound stages and everything else. Because, I mean, they were probably shooting not on, like, with a single camera. They probably weren't. Yeah, that, well, they have to r- change the stages out to be able to uh, or build it in such a way that you can have an audience, you know, watching the watching the show and so that they have to do some of that just to it's one of those things just to stay in business with like a group of actors and stuff that you like it's like couldn't you just say hey we've got another idea for a completely different show right would you would some of you like to stick around for that i don't know that may be the show that uh the Anne hay show gets paired with that it blows off in five weeks oh, <laughs> horrible so that's our news. Um, if there's any news we didn't find, we didn't feel good enough to look for it. Um, or I didn't have power to do any research. There's my story. Yeah. Um, this is all our last-minute news research. Uh, yes, this is. We game. came up with a lot, considering that I was like, what about news? When our first email, like a half an hour, didn't even have, half an hour ago, didn't even have any news in it. Um, I like that so, I'm joining your power outage here on yeah, the West Coast. Jason has no power. <laughs> you have no excuse. affected him, too. <laughs> In Seattle. And I only lost power for 45 minutes, so I don't really have an excuse either. That 45 minutes is probably the only 45 minutes you had free, yeah. <laughs> really focused on the podcast, so you, there it went. You didn't have Well, time. I was actually watching Castle for this podcast, and then See? first the cable went out, and then, like, 40 minutes later, the power went out. 
Gotta love it. I think my emergency generator at work just failed because all of a sudden I lost connectivity to my work email. Oh, well. Um, okay. So, prime time. There's a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Okay. Why is Last Resort before Nashville? I have no idea. I'm switching it up. Nashville. Season 1, Episode 3, Someday You'll Call My Name. Listen. Hayden Panettiere is doing nothing to make me like her. And before you argue that I'm supposed to not like character, I really don't like the character, but I think I would like the actor playing the character if it was a different actor. Like, I would celebrate them for playing such a devilish character if I didn't think that she in real life was also like that. Everybody just took their first shot. I don't, I, I think she's doing <laughs> really good in the role because she... Uh, she, she plays the, the part well, you, you, you kind of don't like her. I like that. I mean, they did a little bit in the, in the pilot with the mother thing, uh, but bringing the mother on here in the, in the third episode, it, it gives her a little more, a little more depth. Like you can see some of the problems that she's had in her past and why she would, you know, kind of take advantage of, uh, what's befallen her with the you know, becoming this pop sensation. I really like the the storyline of the young, you know, sort of the young uh, two yeah, they're my th- that work in the bar uh, that are so- sort of get- getting a shot. And uh, I, I, I like that storyline. I don't know. Every, I just, everything about the show is just, uh, I mean, the acting is so good and they've created, even though it's, you know, very soapy and stuff like that, they've created a lot of interesting situations and a lot of interesting characters that I just like want to keep finding out more about them each week. Yeah, I like that Eric Close is getting to play a character that's not like good. Yeah, he's not necessarily the hero. <laughs> yeah, like he's definitely got something that he's definitely lying about, and I'm interested to see how it comes out because it also, in a way, you know, I'm I'm classic. Like I'll find a couple that I ship or whatever, um, and. Sometimes I feel bad about it because, you know, Raina's a married woman to Eric Close, but Eric Close is clearly doing something nefarious. Um, so it kind of is like, okay, Raina can be with Declan. What, is that his name? Declan? Is that his name? Um, Deacon. Deacon! Declan, he should die. I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested in the in the in the Scarlet storyline too. I'm interested to see how they merge that into the other two storylines. Because yeah. I'm interested to see if it's going to be like a smash type thing. If like uh, uh, Juliet's going to be jealous of like she's getting the shot to sing adult music that she wants. And right. so she's going to be jealous of that girl and then how that's all going to play out. And I like that Waddy White's involved too, because you know, he's connected to Raina. So that's another reason why like the Juliet character would be mad because Raina has got such a stronghold with this like really celebrated guy. Ugh. And even though I'm not a country music fan, I think they do a really good job with the music on the show. I mean, it just feels natural how they work in the songs, unlike like Glee or, or Smash, yeah. where you feel like, here's a performance. Okay, we finished that song. But they just like, they either use it just as the background music for one scene, or they actually, or they show you them just practicing. It just feels so much more. Exactly. Yeah. Like on Glee, they'll, go, they'll suddenly be performing on stage somewhere, like in the middle of a school day. 
on Nashville, they're performing on stage because they're rehearsing or they're performing on stage or like it's not they're not having dream sequences or anything like that, which I think is really good. Um, I was talking. This is so funny. I was talking to I was talking to my friend Reba McIntyre today, and I asked her if she I asked her if she watches Nashville, and she was like she was telling me she does, and um, that she thinks it's really true to like what she's seen in the Nashville world. But she got her dig in on the Juliet character too. She's like, I don't know many people that are writing songs in the back of a pickup truck and then going skinny dipping. Somebody's got to try it. She was very <laughs> very funny about it, but. Um, so I mean, I like that it's not like wildly out there. It feels not not necessarily real, but uh, not that's not necessarily always what I'm looking for. But like, kind of mm-hmm. plausible, like that it's amped up a little bit. Obviously, you know, to create drama, like some of these, it's like with every sort of drama show, like all of these things tend to take place in the world that they're telling the story in, but they don't necessarily all take place to just this handful of people, you know, right. type of thing. Right. So that's where the sort of the creative license comes in of, of, of the TV show. But, but yeah, a lot of the situations uh, feel real from the, the political, you know, the, the dad behind the scenes of, of Nashville politics and, and uh, all of the stuff. And they've given every character a little something where they're not obviously just perfect. Right. Uh, exactly. Like, like you were talking about the music, like the, in the second episode where Raina and Deacon sing one of their old hits, mm-hmm. it gives you the, that song gives you like just, and the performance and their one reaction after it gives you just like tons of backstory all exactly. in that one little bit, you know, in a, in a one small scene about what their relationship used to be like. And, uh, that's what I really like, you know, their use of the music that way where yeah, it really does push uh, things along, you know, and like when you see the one character doing like the closest they get is like they're, but they're actually filming a music video, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. it's like, this is a little bit out farther out there, but it's actually what they're doing. <laughs> they're filming exactly. a video. So, but pretty much every character though, I'm interested in. And and seeing where where they continue to go, it, it's still my favorite new fall show after three episodes. My favorite new fall show is uh, another fall show that we're going to talk about now. Last Resort, season one, episode five, Skeleton Crew. I just really like this show. I think it's really well done. I think it's really well acted, really well written. And finally, because I was pretty sure that Jesse Schramm's character was going to serve no purpose, I was very happy at the end of this episode to see her say. My husband's old friend is here acting as my lawyer, but I know he's a plant. Like, she basically was like, I'm smart enough to pick up on the fact that they're trying to, like, seduce me with this Jay Hernandez. Yes, I'm in on your, I'm in on whatever you need me to do to help prove that the government is, like, wrong. Yeah, I thought that was a great scene for her where she talks about how her husband wouldn't even, you know, wouldn't even go against his country for her, you know? Right. Like, like, there's no way this, what they're saying is true. Exactly. Yeah, I thought well, I thought the skeleton crew is the it's the best episode they've done since the pilot. You know, it had uh, lots of tension. It brought in all the characters and sort of you know, it brought a couple of the characters together that are still in the states. Uh it really showed it fully showed that the one uh I'm blanking on her name, but that she took over as Grace. Yeah, Grace. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to do they tried to do it a little bit with the in like the second episode or something or whatever the episode where they had to go out because there was some special forces team coming to the island. Yeah, they tried to use that episode to sort of show that she was, uh, you know, she had the ability, you know, that she really wasn't just a pretty face, you know, and yeah. uh, it didn't quite that episode didn't. You saw what they were trying to do, but it didn't quite do it. Yeah. And this episode, you know, fully put her into, you know, where she even gets, you know, the the cob to, you know, salute at the at the end, even though right. he's still that was the cheesiest line, Jen Hut, officer on deck. I mean <laughs> Yeah, but it still worked though. <laughs> it's it still worked to like solidify uh, yeah. what what they were trying to do there. Did and, you know she's uh, really Australian? Who's Australian? Yeah, well, you know Grace. Most of the most of the actors playing American on TV these days my, are from Australia yeah. or England. My so. point being that her accent is genius. I didn't. I've seen her like she was in Persons Unknown last summer, and I had no idea that she was Australian. Didn't even think to. You know, sometimes somebody talks and they have a little bit of an accent. Like I thought Tracy Spiridakos from Revolution was actually like foreign because of the way she talks. So I was like, let me look her up. Um, but I, it never even crossed my mind. And she's Australian. Anyway, sorry. But I yeah, kind like, of derailed the conversation. <laughs> well, is it, normally you, it, it's nice to hear it. Normally you talk about how poorly they're the worst. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but she like like you fantastic. said, Jason, this this was definitely my favorite episode so far. That the action stuff down in the sub and that whole that whole fight and, and great stepping up, I thought that was really great. And so I'm just hoping the show makes it. Like it's yeah. just uh Yeah, the terrible ratings, the ratings keep slip. slipping. That's the thing I don't get, is like even the people that have started watching it aren't watching it you know it's like yeah. what they gave it a shot here or there but it keeps slipping in the range that's the thing i don't get is you know i saw um ted from usa tweet something about how last year for irene two million people were without power and it didn't affect ratings and i'm like and he was looking at that as like a good thing and i'm like no that should prove to you that whoever does have these boxes <laughs> They, they aren't the people you want to be looking for. Like, two million people should impact your ratings. If two million people have no power, your ratings should be down. You shouldn't celebrate the fact that nothing's changed. Like, clearly we're not doing ratings, right? But I could go on a whole rant about that forever. But, yeah, like, I, it sucks that Last Resort is not getting watched because I love Sean. I think Andre Brower is amazing. I think Scott Speedman is doing great work. Um, I just really want to see what happens. Yeah, and with this one, five episodes in, and it's still my second favorite new show. Yeah. Of the, of the now, fall. how many episodes do they have? I mean, they at least have the 13, unless they get canceled before it, but I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I, I'm sure that they would, that they'll play, that they'll play out the the season, no matter what. This, this doesn't have the feeling of a show that they would just pull. And I don't think ABC has any other dramas. Plus, well, they they're have mistresses. Making- but that's a comedy because it's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's horrible. They do have other dramas, but I, like, so they have Red Widow, Zero Hour. What's the Zero other one? I like to Body of Proof is going to come back. Yeah, but I think that that's the thing is uh, 
is that's really not a time slot apparently for a drama uh, of of any sort because but I don't think they can put a comedy there either because well they had Ugly Betty and that did pretty well there a while back that was the last thing that actually did fairly well if they have like a drama slot they have coming I mean the only thing I could see replacing it with just because it would probably go with Grey's Anatomy and Scandal is Mistresses even though it's terrible because Zero Hour Red Widow and Body of Proof are all kind of darker yeah they're all tend to be more 10 o'clock uh clock shows yeah Yeah, i I don't know it just seems like it almost seems like a place that abc should like do some sort of counter programming where they put uh one of their reality game type show things or whatever there instead because it almost seems like (laughs) you could do better uh even on like a friday night (laughs) sometimes with with a drama than you could on in in this eight o'clock. Uh, although it it didn't do great to start out, but it did decent. It's just so sad that it's as the show has improved, you know, yeah, that the ratings have slid. Yes, so that's last resort. Yeah, if you're not watching, you should be exactly, especially if you have a Nielsen box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, let's be honest. If you have a Nielsen box, you don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> So you're saying if you have a Nielsen box, you're probably not listening to a podcast? Is that, exactly. is that where you were going with that? That's what I'm going with. <laughs> the Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 3, Walk With Me. I don't watch it. <laughs> well, this was the episode where they finally got to uh, where they introduced the governor. And uh, definitely an interesting character that they've set up. And you knew that, uh, like, I don't know anything about the background of, from the comic books or anything like that. But just the way they're introduced into the town that uh you're pretty sure okay there's something not totally yeah, there's uh, some <laughs> there's something secret to this town it can't be yeah, as there's something nice off. Yeah. and then by the end you find out that the the reason they've got all the stuff that they have is because they go out and kill anybody that has stuff and then take it and bring it back to their little town and and definitely that makes you feel that the only reason that they kept uh Michonne and Andrea live was because Andrea knew Merle's brother and might be able to help him find. Yeah, if she if she admitted that he was dead, they may not have even made it out of town. Yeah, because you see that the other guy that they, you know, that they had saved to find out where the convoy was of the military convoy, they they killed him off. Yeah, that was the other thing. They had the uh, the creepy scientist guy there who is like. In, Investigated after Michonne uh, had her pets, uh, he was basically looking at her handiwork and marveling how great uh, these pets were, and how if you chop off the arms and cut out the jaw, they you can use them to to do stuff. And so that guy was kind of creepy, but uh, so it'll be interesting to see um, what's really going on in that town. Like you saw the aquarium full of heads um, in the governor's secret office. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that dude's definitely super creepy, man. <laughs> See, and, and when it first started, he was this really nice guy. I'm like, there's got to be something to him because people love this character in <laughs> in the comics, and he can't just be this nice little happy guy. He's got to have some kind of toughness or something to him. And then they got on that convoy, and you saw him like just executing all soldiers um, to take their stuff, and you start to realize what. I'm interested to see is how 
these two worlds come together because they sort of have their own town that's not moving and the other people are in the jail, which obviously is not moving. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, like what causes these two groups to, to meet. And like in the woods, was that Daryl in the woods looking on the last time? So maybe this, this town is actually really close to the, the prison. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a. Uh... It's definitely interesting. It it was a little bit slower episode, but you know they did a really good job of introducing you know these new characters in this other town, and 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 again shows that you can do an interesting episode <laughs> and not have to waste you know a hundred zombies to make the show <laughs> fun to watch. You just waste a hundred humans. <laughs> in this case, yeah, you just uh, uh, blow away a, a bunch of uh, people to. Yeah, you know that at some point these. These two are going to end up on a on a collision path, and uh, it'll it'll to see Rick go up against the governor will probably be <laughs> something to to look forward to. Yeah, which one uh, becomes their new the leader of the combined group? This was also the only the first episode we had without any appearance of Rick, which I didn't I can't say that I found him missing throughout the episode. So it's. Interesting, they could take a whole different group, and we didn't see any of the original people. Well, just, yeah, just Andrea is the only, sort of the only link there. So, yeah, well, because I I was interested to finally see this, because, you know, that was the talk of uh, Michonne and the governor, and then you, you get, like, just a little bit at the beginning in the first episode, and then practically nothing in the second episode, and you're like, come on, <laughs> let us find yeah, we, out we, more about these characters that you... The announcer coming. We've hardly seen any of those two, uh, Andrea and Michonne, just like a glimpse of them running across a courtyard, like in one episode. Yeah, so I'm that. interested to see, like, going forward, if they, if each episode tries to balance with an, you know, like an A and B story between the two in, until they uh, ultimately meet at some point in time. But so yeah. far, I'm really, really liking the, the third season here. They're, they're off to a really good start. Yep. Like I said last Someday week, I'll yeah. go catch up. I'll yeah. catch up. Can't promise anything. <laughs> well, you you can, but then I you, can. I just won't follow through. You just break it, and but, all these shows that you're not catching up on, like Walking Dead and and Hell Wheels, they're all really short seasons. They're only like ten, twelve episode seasons. I know that doesn't stop me. Um, so that's The Walking Dead. Another Sunday show, Dexter, season seven. Episode 5, Swim Deep. What's this episode about? I just want to make sure I don't spoil anything. What happens in this episode? <laughs> All right. Well, are you through, like, episode 7? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was the episode where he's going back and forth with Isaac, uh, who's who's trying to okay. take him out. And then they're also I, – I, I'm blanking on the character's name, but Yvonne Straho- Strahovski's character. Anna, right. Is there hel- helping to, uh, to find – the the bodies of the victims uh, from her and her her boyfriend's ancient spree of uh... right. So far, I'm loving the interaction between between Dexter and Anna. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they've so far just and they've just given you just a little bit. They play really well off of each other, you know. And then Dexter being who Dexter is, and knowing. And being sort of being able to spot somebody that's similar, 
you know. Right. And that the reason she's doing this is sort of to relive <laughs> some of that, that she wasn't as, uh, you know, sort of pulled along as uh, she says that she was, you know, that she actually, you see now that she was actually really into what they were doing back then. Yeah, and the, well, the one thing, he almost seemed to, I don't know, it almost seemed like there was a bit of a romantic thing between Dexter and her, and almost like a bit of, like, he appreciated her for for liking what she was doing, where right. I would ex- would have expected him more to, like, now she's on his hit list because she's really a, a murderer and a killer, but he almost seems to have some respect for her. Right. Well, she's a hot blonde, so, you know. Yeah. He really likes she's a hot, hot blonde with a bad American accent. <laughs> he really, you know, that Dexter's really into the hot blondes. But, yeah, I think uh, I think there's definitely the possibility that that could happen down the road if he, if she, if he found out that, like, she was still, like, secretly killing people or whatever. Or yeah. interested in killing people because maybe he could have an accomplice. <laughs> maybe he could enlist her to help. But I'm definitely interested to see where where that storyline goes. Uh, I'm just watching them on screen together was uh, was really good. I'm really enjoying this season as a as a whole. I just think that their last season was kind of boring, and this season is is well, yeah. it? <laughs> well, I think well, I yeah. think last season it was that whether you figured it out or not, you may have you heard about the twist. Yeah, way too early. And so as things happened, it wasn't nearly, uh, you know, it wasn't nearly as surprising. And you were kind of just sitting by waiting for it to finally get to where you already knew it was going to go. And then this is the type of season where it's back to you're not really sure, uh, you know, where things are going to go. Uh, The one thing I I know that they need to go is somebody needs to go back to the photographer's house and find the, the originals. You can't just burn a picture <laughs> just because exactly. clearly said, yeah, she, clearly said really that my mom it? printed out some copies for you to look at. And so it's like there's an original somewhere. But is I mean, really going to want to investigate that more? Is she called off that? that? No, they're still going to investigate that some more or whatever. But I'm just saying that as somebody like Dexter or whatever or – or his sister, somebody who should have... It just seemed like yeah. one of those things that, like, well, we burned this picture, I've saved your ass. And you're like, no, there's still a picture of you out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I re- really enjoyed what they've given Deb this season. I think it's... She's been great, um, Jennifer Carpenter. Um, I, I especially like how, as she's finding out more... She's trying to help Dexter, and then, like, she keeps finding out more. It's like, oh, yeah, I killed that person, too. And it's like, she holds <laughs> right. out the photos. Which of these are yours? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I I love how they mix in the the humor along with uh, with this dark dark drama like his phone call to the guy uh, to trick him to meet to see uh, to see him uh, out at in front of his house. Right. Um, the Jennifer Carpenter of season one would never have been able to handle what she's doing now. She's she's grown as an actress so much. Um, I just think she's doing incredible work this season. And, oh, this is unrelated. I just realized I took cash out for the impending storm. And anyway, um, that's unrelated to Dexter. <laughs> Sorry. It's had a mind breakdown. Um, and I just, I love what they're giving her. And I, I kind of hope that LaGuardia gets killed. 
<laughs> a nice, neat way to tie up that storyline. Yeah, just get rid of her. Or, and here's what my friend, um, one of my friends and I were discussing. I'm pretty sure that the end of the season is going to be, like, everybody knows that Dexter is the Bay Harbor Butcher and that he's going to be on the run. Yeah, no, uh, the, the one part of storyline as Deb sort of keeps finding things out or asking more questions or whatever, the one thing that uh, I would have thought that she would have asked by now, especially once she finds out about uh, the Bay Harbor Butcher and, or, you know, even found out that he was, you know, early on. Is is there seems like there should have been a conversation about what happened to Dokes, like Dokes right. was a cop. Dokes got Dokes was thought to be, you know, he got killed. You know, there sh- there should have been a conversation where she at least finds out that he didn't, you know, necessarily uh, actually do the killing, and then killed off the person that actually killed him. Uh, you know, that the the one brunette that he was actually uh, in into over the course of the series now that I think about it. Uh, right. She must not have been a real brunette. <laughs> but yeah, that I think they're doing really good this season, but there's still a couple of things here and there where you're just like, um, this is not like an off-screen conversation. This, this is something that right. the people should be able to, uh, to get to see. It seems like that question should have been uh, asked, you know, once she found out. But uh, unless she doesn't want to know the answer, well, <laughs> I think she might be content to say that Lila did it because it never because didn't they know Lila did that to Dokes because she didn't the country. So what I'm thinking is, yeah, they may have been looking for her and he took off. But it still seems like there should have been some sort of conversation about what happened to Dokes and and something just to uh, to bring that back a little bit more instead of just the sort of ancillary tie in that they have. Right. I don't know. It just seemed like there should have been more questions. There should have been a few more questions about certain things, uh, you know, like full on details. Because just because they thought that somebody like they thought he was the Bay Harbor Butcher and just because they thought that maybe somebody else had had taken him. She's obviously found out that he's been lying about lots of different stuff that it just seems like there should be there should have been more questions about some of the the past stuff, Uh, even just uh i don't know just, <laughs> just that's the one thing so far this season that it seems like there should have been a little bit more uh of a conversation between uh Dexter and Deb before getting to the point where they were in episode 5 where she's just like okay you can go about your business i don't want to hear about it anymore right exactly so that's Dexter homeland season 2 episode 5 q&a aka Damian Lewis and Claire Danes wrap up those Emmy Emmy wins for 2013. (laughs) They're incredible. They are incredible. I just, I can't even. I can't even go into like, I don't even really know what the story was. Basically, they found him. They captured him. He got stabbed in the hand. And then Claire Danes went in, cry-faced her way through an amazing scene with him and the two of them being in love and being awesome. And she broke him down. See, the whole time, I, I still don't trust him. Did she really break him down? Or was he also playing and has some other motive or plan now to to work off of this? Because I, I still don't, like, I've fallen for it before. I'm, I still don't trust him. I'm wondering if he's he's still 
it'll be interesting, but he, he definitely knows that they'll be following him around more and, uh, and, and keeping tabs on him. But it's, it's interesting to me to see where they're going with this because this is the sort of season, the way they ended the first season that you kind of had an idea of where they were probably going to go. Like ultimately they were going to find out that he really was. And, you know, but that happened like so quickly. And then after that happened, you go, okay, so a good portion of the season is going to be them finding out more about him by, you know, following him around and, and stuff like that. And then that lasts like an episode, you know, and, and then they, they spend a whole episode where they're basically trying to, you know, return him or at least get him back out there where they're getting, they're going to try and get information from him. Of course, he may still try and play both sides or whatever. That's, it's like his only option (laughs) at this point, but it, now it's at this point where you're just like, okay, now I'm really interested to see where they go for the rest of the season because it's definitely gotten there much quicker uh, than I would have anticipated. At the end of episode four, I was so like, I, I just could not believe that she was like, you are a traitor to your country. And they came in there and they arrested him. I was like, it's only episode four. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where do they go? Yeah. Huh. Well, they did open up that whole new brand, that whole new plot line at the end with the uh, VP's son crashing into the uh, the woman crossing the street with his car during the joyride. I'm sure that'll last oh, for... I can't stand the vice president's son. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a tweet from T- Damon Lindelof who compared it to the 24 Cougar storyline with, uh, exactly. with uh, his daughter there. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, that was the first time where that storyline sort of went a little more off the rails. Like so far, the you know the Dana character has been semi interesting as as the you know the teenage character that uh, on the show. But this storyline of the you know them having run somebody over now and them going to be trying to keep that a secret or all it just added another thing in there that you that sort of felt like we need another thing uh, instead of just being able to focus on a little bit of a side story and, and how things are, you know, affecting her and the rest of the family and stuff like that. It just, uh, it just seemed like one more thing just so we could have, we can just so we have some sort of storyline that we can spend away from the main storyline here and there. We'll see where, where they go and how long that lasts. That may be like the one little complaint like going forward but so far every episode just is like better and better the like if they continue on this pace the finale is going to be phenomenal (laughs) i am i can't even i can't even i'm i'm in love with this show and season season episode six is very good i won't spoil anything but it's another Really good one. And I can't wait for... I mean, the ratings are huge this weekend, which means people are finding it. They weren't watching it before. And I'm so excited because... Sure, Showtime is too. Yes, they really are. What I think is most important too is I was watching the Showtime PR. Twitter feed was like retweeting everybody that was talking about Homeland. Like, they're not just... It's not just like people. It's like... Every single actor in the world is like, it's Homeland Night. 
Like they too are coming home on Sundays and being like, can't wait for Homeland. Like Henry Winkler is thrilled about Homeland. And like somebody else, like it's just been really cool that it's got such an awesome audience as, as well. Yeah, this will be the new answer to when you, if you ask an, an actor what type of TV shows do you like to watch, they'll be like, oh, I yeah. love Homeland. And Reba McIntyre watches Homeland, everybody. So you, she watches you Homeland. She watches Nashville and Revenge and Scandal. She and I are like best friends now. Um, <laughs> so that's Homeland. Castle, season five, episode five, Probable Cause, which I watched today because I did not have power last night. Well, we did I have power. It. My mom said all the news had preempted it. It was on some ABC all the time yeah, channel, sorry. and I couldn't find it. I don't know what I. I, I like Castle. That, I don't know. <laughs> that it. <laughs> I don't know that I have anything really to add to that. Oh, nice I thought to it see was Michael Mosley back because I really like him, even though he's a bad guy. I thought it was a really good episode. Um, I was glad that they, you know, that they didn't actually do what they were trying to make you think they were doing in the promos for it. Like you're just like, there's no way that Beckett would buy into this. Right. Within like the, a couple days, all of a sudden, but that was what they were trying to make you think in the in the promos. So it it was good to see that they you know they didn't try and do that because that would have been completely weird, uh, would have completely uh, you know ruined things. But uh, I I thought it worked really well at you know bringing back a character that they've you know dealt with in the past, and uh, you know. And and setting it up for, an you know they'll have to deal with him in the future, because the way that the episode ends is Castle doesn't believe that the guy's dead, so right. he's obviously going to keep a lookout for things that might point that that guy's alive and you know and killing again. the The only thing that bothered me is you have these two smart people, and as soon as they pulled up, and as soon as the the thing was going down and the the bridge was going up, I was like. Well, somebody's going to try and push them off the side of the bridge, or right. This is see. I was actually shocked by that part. That part surprised me when the car suddenly showed up. I don't. Maybe I I wasn't paying full attention, but it just uh, that was the first surprise of the the episode for me. I saw that coming, and those are the little things in these type of shows where he starts to mention like I don't. It seemed like that was too easy, you know, that we found this stuff. And you're like, of course it is. You're sitting on a bridge. <laughs> no, uh, my my sound was out when Amory was uh, going, but uh, I don't know what her reaction to the episode was. But My reaction me, to the episode was basically, I like Castle. I don't know that your sound was out. It was just that there was a really long pause. Yes, uh, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything beyond, I like Castle. <laughs> for me, this was possibly one of the worst episodes that I've seen of this show. I just found the whole thing totally implausible that all these friends of his that were like, for the past four years, they know him. And all of a sudden, they are so quick to turn on him. Like, even she was, like, thinking that he was cheating on her and having an yeah. affair. Like, she believed those emails. I mean, the whole thing just seemed No, ridiculous. but I don't think that she... I don't think that she did believe the the emails. I think that that seeing that not knowing what was going on was why she was and not knowing how she to was fix crying it. Delaney, she believed it. No, yeah, I don't I think, think that she, she was believed. crying because she believed that I don't think that's what that scene was supposed to be. 
I think she was crying because she was confused and and didn't know how to help him and didn't you know she never I don't think that she ever fully thought that that those emails were you know were true. Uh, I think that at at least in the beginning they played a little too much of it with with Javi, like almost feeling a little bit. But I mean they they switched it around towards towards the end where you felt that everybody was that they kept seeing these weird things and they had to pursue it. They couldn't just bury it, you know, once it was more than just uh, fingerprints. But I think that I thought they did a good job of, of making it not seem like everybody had turned because that's the way they made it seem like it was going to be. And then they didn't go that way. Well, there was also the scene when he escaped, he orchestrated that escape. To me, if I was his friends, the first things I would believe was that he was kidnapped and this evil killer had him. But they were all like, no, because the other woman was like, oh, he planned this escape. She put out the the arrest warrant on him for for fugitive. She said that that she had to do that because the higher ups said, you know, of people that didn't know him said you know he's he's wealthy and it could be an escape and so you know she had to she had to do that and uh, the rest of them were all trying to figure out why he'd never shown up to you know to to booking and where where he could be and and then they were you know Javi was uh, sort of ticked off there that you know he could be that they were like sitting around and you know everybody's going to be looking for him but meanwhile he's could be being held by you know a murderer uh, by a serial killer and so i i think i don't know i think you watched a different episode than i did there, Kyle. <laughs> normally amory watches different episodes sure. than i do uh, did i watch the same episode as you amory or did yeah you, <laughs> you watched the same episode as me it wasn't like the it wasn't terrible terrible i just i don't know yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, I think you guys definitely watched a different episode than me. You you definitely saw each scene you guys saw completely the opposite of the way that I saw it. Maybe it was watching it today after the storm versus pre-storm watching. Maybe. Maybe it changed. I don't well, know. Yeah. Well, I don't know cuz I think, you know, she, the you know, the captain was saying that she had to put out the APB and that he could have orchestrated this and that's the thing that made uh Beckett realize that he actually had done that had actually orchestrated uh his i don't escape. know i think that there was too many plot holes but whatever well there's always going to be plot holes when you have the super smart criminal that can get by you know they can get in and out of a police station with nobody seeing him no i mean plot holes like kate believing him or kate believing he did it because that our that conversation with laney was her doing it was her believing it yeah i, I thought so too anyway that's Castle. Yeah, see, that's just another scene that I I disagree. I don't think that she fully ever bought into it. This will help out with your user comment at the yeah, end of the so episode. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, user's uh, comment. So, uh, yeah, you, so, whose side are you on? Mine and Kyle's or the wrong side? Yeah, this is, this is, we definitely need some, you know, some comments or some voicemails or whatever. You, we need you to weigh in. And tell us which episode did you watch? Did you watch the episode that Amory and Kyle watched, which obviously aired differently on the East Coast than it did here on the West Coast? Or, or maybe did you... it aired differently on like Hulu because I didn't watch it on TV. <laughs> anyway, that's Castle. Happy Endings, Season Three, Episode Two, Sabado Frijante. Um, God, you guys, I just love this show. 
I love this show. That season premiere was incredible. The second episode is just as funny, and I love anytime Casey Wilson has to do physical comedy because she's a genius. Yeah, she had some great, great stuff in this episode. <laughs> through the window, and then back through the plastic wrap that they put up to, <laughs> over the window. We're not paying. For that. I, yeah, I thought they did a great job with all three of the the stories this week. Like the Dave and Alex looking for the apartment, uh, Penny the Penny buying the car was definitely the highlight for me. Um, and then the uh, Max helping Brad uh, complete his his list of of stuff he likes to do, but wants to do them for free since he doesn't have the extra money to do it. And that poor guy is like, oh, is it, is it really that bad when he thinks that Brad is now a homeless <laughs> he, man? He lost his job a month ago and he's already homeless. <laughs> God. But I, I loved some of the excuses with Dave and Alex. Like, this apartment's too Shia LaBeouf-y. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they, obviously trying to delay moving in together, but trying to find the most obscure excuses. Um, like, And then they only wanted a house with dial-up, and they started doing their mode of impressions. Right. Like, are this room's not going to work for chicken fighting or uh, all, all, the, all the different things that they went through with the... Yeah, very funny. It's it is presently like the fastest show on television. Like and especially when you watch it without any commercials. Yeah. <laughs> it just blazes right through like 22 minutes goes by so fast cuz everything's just like moving so fast that it, you know, they they all seem to talk a little bit faster. Everything's just like moving along. And and like you said, I mean in 22 minutes they crammed in three storylines. You know, exactly. Three really well thought out storylines that have interesting conclusions yeah. that you did not expect. It wasn't like there was like an A, B, and a C storyline. It was like there was like three B storylines. Like there was like three storylines that all sort of got equal time. Exactly. Uh, I think. Uh, I love Rob Corddry. I, I think it's probably too. my favorite. Right now, I think it's probably my favorite comedy. Oh yeah, um, it's hilarious. Hilarious. And I think everybody needs to be watching it. Everyone. Another show that's okay but not funny um, enough to me is Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23, Season 2, Episode 2, Love and Monsters, dot, dot, dot. So the basic story is Dawson's afraid of Halloween, so he has a not-demon Halloween party. And what's her name? What is her name? Chloe? I don't know. Tries to punk people. And then she gets punked. That's, I thought this episode was great. Just that they... It was the, much better. The way that they played with the conventions of, of the romantic comedy. It was much better than yeah. the premiere. They out rom com the Mindy Project. project <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> they totally did. <laughs> I, I I loved I loved the twist. Like I totally didn't see that coming. Where he was really playing her and getting her to do all this. Uh, yeah, I didn't see stuff. that coming at all either. And then oh. I loved at the end where you still weren't sure because then they were like it was like the double and triple blind. Like they were all like, but I put that knife in your thing and called security just in case you came and said I was a terrorist. And so right, like exactly. they had this whole thing. Like you still don't know whether or not that she actually liked him or if she was playing. Or him. She was playing well, that was exactly. yeah, that was her thing at the to, to finally was to leave it like amb- ambigu- amb- ambiguous. There you go. Wow. T- tough for me to say, <laughs> but to leave it where. He wasn't sure, like whether she, she what she was saying was true or not, uh, leaving her the winner. Uh, 
But I, I like that it ended with, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the sequel. Right. But yeah, I, I, I just thought that they showed what they can do in the, in the show, which is, is playing with these different types of, uh, you know, either movie or TV styles or this sort of within the world of, uh, that they set up of the, the semi-celebrity or the used to be famous type of, right. you know, person, right. uh, like in the, the, the previous episode in the, the scene between him and Mark Paul Gossler was genius. Yeah. <laughs> two, was. two former sort of famous in their teen years and, uh, one trying to help the other one out, you know. <laughs> He's like, "I've been there. I've, 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 I've stalked Frankie Munoz <laughs> like, to do." <laughs> well, that, that's the other like that shows you like they can do an episode that's almost entirely about Dawson, and then they can do an episode where they don't mention the fact that he was Dawson at all. And I think both of those, both of the episodes so far this season, have been really good so far. I think this week's episode was a thousand times better than the first week, and I still don't love it. I just don't think it's, I don't know, people seem to be loving it, and I just don't think it's there. It's not as funny as the other stuff that, like, is on TV. It doesn't always hit, uh, but I think towards the end of last season and with the first couple episodes this season, I think they've finally gotten to what the show is going to be you know, from where it started, you know, they, I think they finally figured out what they can do within this. And so I think you're, you're going to, you know, get more episodes like this where they, but I, I really like the ones where they play with the, the, they bring on the other, the other celebrities that are sort of in the same spot, you know, that were famous as a child or, or were famous at some point, but aren't necessarily as, as famous now. I think they've they they do a pretty good job. I don't think it's yeah the definitely the like happy endings. I don't think it's as great as happy endings, but no. I I definitely think it's improved over the first season. And but I really like this episode. Yeah, I I think it was better than the, than than last week's episode overall. But I I think that this is sort of the the high that they can hit yeah. within within what the the show is. Yeah, I think this has been my favorite episode yet of this show. So, prime time. We talked a lot about some TV. Um, so now I want to talk about reality, which there wasn't a lot that I was watching this week, and I feel like I may have missed something, but um, The Amazing Race and Survivor. Uh, Ray summed it up. I was in Florida last weekend with Ray, and we watched. Um, we started watching The Amazing Race, and I was like, eh, I don't really care about it. Let's watch Revenge instead because I had to get up really early the next morning. And then she was like, yeah, um, I just fast forwarded to see what happens at the end. So that's what I did this week. I just don't care about it this season at all. And I don't know why. I, there's no one I don't like. I just don't care. Maybe yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> there's no yeah. one. I'm, there's no one I'm really rooting for. But I guess as a twin, I gotta root for those both annoying oh God, yet hilarious. <laughs> Although go this Twitty! week, this week, go Twitty, and go this Twitty! week they even had the little kids, the native kids, like screaming out, "Go Twitty!" <laughs> it was great. So you gotta give them some credit for that. <laughs> but I found them so irritating, annoying, but entertaining at the same time. I can't imagine being one of the other teams and having to sit and listen to that 
that for an hour while you're doing this task. Just hear that go on, come on 20, like over and over and over again. I liked when, what was his name, started making fun of them for it and started yelling, come on 20 and like pissing them off. That was funny. Anyway, I don't know. I just, ugh, I don't even know who half the teams are. I'm like fast forwarding through. But, um, so that's the Amazing Race. Over on Survivor, I am 100% into this season. And I love how Jeff Probst was so... He hates Abby, the Brazilian. Two episodes ago, he was like, Abby's sitting out. Again. For the fourth time in a row. And he's like, just hates her. Um, She's she's done two challenges, I think. She's the worst. And she complains all day on... Ugh! So annoying. I was really worried, because I like Denise and I like Malcolm. So I was really worried that when they got split up, that one of them would go home. So it was so good to see that one of them didn't go home. Yeah, I was surprised they kept her over their own person. But Yeah, but wait, who did they get rid of this week? Um, I don't remember. I thought it was, oh, it was a um, girl. It was a girl. It was the one who thought that she was going to be kept because I forget who it was. It wasn't Katie, was it? I don't know any of their names. <laughs> anyway, all I know is that Jonathan Penner is still there and I want him to win. See, I can't stand either him, Stupin, or him. I just want both of them gone. Why? And the, the whole the whole thing with them deciding to trade and to resign from you never quit a challenge. They basically resigned from the challenge and traded their rice for the reward food. And to me, you never do that. And then like it just gets their their um like motivation down. You just it just feels like a loss. And then yeah. It just puts you in that losing mood when it comes to the next challenge. I just really want if okay, so if Penner can't win, I do like Jeff Kent. I really like Malcolm. I really like Denise. I want Abby gone. I want Blair. I want Blair Warner to win. Oh, she, Blair Warner! I like she actually, getting. She actually helped with the slingshot this week and was yeah, actually, a, actually a benefit like, to her team. So contributing and like nobody knows that she's a TV star like. Oh, that's right. The girl who got kicked off was the only one who knew about Jeff Kent being a baseball player. Was that this week or was that last week? That was, that was this week. Or no, that was Dawson. That was last week. I don't know. I watched them kind of back to back. But anyway, I, I, ugh, I just, I think it's been a really good season. And to me, I, I'm just still watching this show, but every challenge is just so repetitive that I'm just like going through the motions half the time watching this show. Uh, I like it. So, hopefully we'll continue to see the people we like continue and the people we don't like not continue. Um, So that's reality for today. So, that's all we have to talk about for TV, but we found some other things to talk about. So, first of all, you know where to find us. TVTest3.com, spell it all out. Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher.com slash TV, or there's the link on the website that'll take you there. iTunes. We want to hear from you on iTunes. And Patty, Patty Housel, who has been one of our loyal listeners, she cracks me up. She's like, I've been listening to these three crazy people for what seems like forever. Patty, I love you. Um, I love the format of news and several shows, and I listen to what they all have to say, even if I don't watch all the shows they talk about. Parentheses, psych, Patty, which you should be watching. I miss having Ray on all the time, but Jason finds good guests to discuss shows like Kyle, who's on all the time. That was me adding that. Kyle's here all the time. Uh, not a bad thing. 
I realized the third time I said Kyle's here all the time that it kind of sounded like I was like, Kyle's here all the time. That's <laughs> you I'm won't saying. leave. <laughs> you won't leave. Um, the best part is that they don't all love or even watch the shows they talk about. It's not three people all lovey on the same shows, on all the same shows. Amory needs a longer segment to talk reality. I'm not a huge reality girl, but her commentary is classic. For which I say thank you, but I'm just not into it this year. Well, maybe I'll get into it and give a little more reality for Patty. So thank you to Patty. Sounds like we're going to be doing another listener Q&A on an upcoming podcast. So send us your questions by Sunday, November 11th, uh, through all the places you can find us. Twitter, Facebook, comments on the voicemail on the website, which we love hearing from you. Or email us at feedback at tvtime3.com. Thanks to Kyle for always being here. Thanks for having me back yet again. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Yeah. I'm almost like a regular guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for stepping in again for uh, to to fill in for the guests that I never scheduled. <laughs> Who um who's next week? Do you know? Uh, not not quite not quite sure yet. Uh, but uh, it could be me. I, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 it could be Kyle again. Uh, no, I thought I'd totally uh, just one of those things. Like I went to the my schedule and went, Oh, I don't have somebody scheduled for like on Sunday when I went to, uh, you know, send out the, the beginnings of the outline. I was like, Oh, I don't have a, a guest scheduled for this week. Hmm. So that's it for us today. And what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I don't... our music today was provided by IODA promo net. The song is TV party by the asylum street street. Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. That's it for us. I have to go eat dinner. I love how Ray's pauses have permanently made it into it. It's easy to memorize the same way that like she says it. So yeah. All right, I'm gonna go eat. I'm gonna eat some Halloween candy because I doubt we're gonna get trick-or-treaters in the mess that is my neighborhood. And that's about it. All right. Maybe see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. You too. Bye bye. We bye. sit glued to the TV set all night and every day. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Okay, we were recording. <laughs> Can were we recording when I was rambling about Josh Holloway? Are we okay? No, I, right after that, I hit the recording. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm ready. Um, Wait a second. Kyle. Can you hear me? Yeah. That's my level. Okay. Well, I could hear okay. you while Amory was talking, but I couldn't tell yes, whether... I figured that. <laughs> I couldn't tell whether which one was making the little green line move, so... so it's just always to, me. Just to check. All right, so we're good. I have great news. While I was in Florida... I doubled my giraffe collection from two giraffe figurines to four because I really wanted, I got a giraffe in the mail a couple years ago from national geographic. And I really wanted, it prompted me to want to be like, have a giraffe collection. Cause I really think giraffes are cool. So then I bought me a giraffe for my birthday last year, but then I can't find anything cheap enough that I want to buy to like help build my collection until I was in Florida when I bought two tiny little giraffes. And now I have four as I have a real collection. That's not exciting. I don't even know where that came from. What we did. I looked up. No, I looked up to look at my giraffes, and that was where the story came from. Anyway, hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 156.